0: I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank & Trust for
1: making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal, And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next.
0: Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here again with Scam Squad and Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always gives us the best tips
1: on how to avoid being scammed. Hi, Vicki. How are you? I'm well, Patty. Thank you for having me back again. This last week, I got a phone call from someone who was victimized when he responded to a posting on Facebook. And this transaction involved the use of Zelle as a payment method, which was something Doris Roof talked about.
0: Right. And just as a reminder, Zelle is one of those quick person-to-person payment methods that goes
1: through a bank, but where the money gets transferred immediately. That's right. And she warned us that you really need to trust the person that you're dealing with, because if it's a scammer, the money's going to be gone quickly and the bank can't get it back. There's really nothing they can do about it. Right. So what happened to the victim in this case? I'm going to call him Bill, which is not his real name. Bill is a car enthusiast, and he's often looking for different parts to rebuild engines. This is his hobby. And he saw a posting on Facebook offering a transmission that he wanted. So he responded. The posting was from somebody called Cheyenne Cheyenne, and she responded back. And yes, that transmission was still available the woman that he talked to was very knowledgeable about car parts. She knew all the parts, what should go with what part. In fact, she suggested some add-ons to Bill, which made a lot of sense. Also, Bill had done his research and the Facebook page had lots of comments from others who had done business with her. So she seemed fine. And Bill agreed to the purchases. And then Cheyenne referred him to someone else in her organization named Darren. She said that Darren handled the dismantling and the payments and the payment methods. So Bill talked to Darren. And Darren told him that he was working on getting those parts shipped. And he even showed Bill a picture of the pallet getting ready to be loaded onto a truck. Darren told Bill that the preferred payment method was by Zelle. Mm, sounds like these scammers were really very convincing. They were. And the next day, Darren contacted Bill and offered yet another part in case he was interested. So this part was supposed to be delivered the following day. And Darren even sent a video of an engine running which contained this part. So Bill thought this was real and ordered this part also. Mm, I'm thinking this is going to be pricey. How much did all this cost him? Well, Bill ended up sending four different payments for various parts, all by Zelle, for a total of $4,150. And because it's a scam squad, I'm assuming these parts never came. That's right. This all happened over a two to three day period. And when the first part didn't arrive, Bill contacted Darren, who actually responded. He told Bill that Cheyenne was so busy. She had over 100 messages about people wanting different parts, which he was trying desperately to respond to. So he said to Bill, hang tight. I'm going to get you the part. Well, Bill must have been encouraged by this. At least Darren answered the phone. Right. Unlike a lot of scammers that we've heard about. And Bill said that both people he communicated were very believable, they were knowledgeable, they sounded like they lived in the United States. The Facebook site was well done. And in fact, when he started doing some research, he found that Cheyenne Cheyenne was posting on all kinds of different sites, advertising parts for all kinds of different cars. So this sort of gave credence to Darren's statement that Cheyenne handled a lot of car transactions. But what did he do when he finally realized that this was a scam? Well, the first thing he did was what we would probably all do. He contacted his bank to report the fraud and to try and stop the payments from going through. Remember, he paid by a Zelle account. So I'm guessing it was too late. That's right. The transactions had gone through immediately, just like Doris told us, and there was no way that the bank could get the money back. But Bill went further. He found out where the money had been sent, the receiver bank, and he called that bank to stop the transaction or to get a name on the account. Did he have any success with that? Sadly, no. He was too late. And again, this is a good example of what fraud specialist Doris Roof was telling us. Be very careful if you use Zelle as a payment method, it's fast but it can also be a fast way to lose your money. So, Patty, I also wanted to warn our listeners today about another scam that is gaining traction around the United States and recently popped up in Oregon. We know that it's making its way down to us if it's not here already. And that scam is the fake or dubious test kits that are all over the place now.
0: Right. I remember when the virus first appeared, there were scams advertising fake hand sanitizers, counterfeit masks, and now we've got fake tests.
1: That's right. And now that it's difficult to get these tests, of course, the scammers are all over that. So you need to be careful of fake home tests that don't give inaccurate results and even pop-up testing sites that aren't real. Well, what tips do you have, Vicki, to not fall prey to these types of scams? Well, as with everything else, Patty, you have to do your homework and use a reliable source. For example, getting your testing kits from a pharmacy is a safe way to do it. Going to testing sites that are organized by your local health department or the hospital See if your doctor knows of a reliable site to get tested. And be very suspicious if you contact a site and they want a lot of personal information because scammers are using these fake sites to try and get information to steal our identities. If all else fails, check with the police. Do they know anything about this testing site? Is it a real site? Be very suspicious if you get information about where to buy a mask or where to get tested or where to get a testing kit. If you get that information from social media platform like Facebook, Nextdoor, those are not necessarily reliable sites to get this kind of information. Just do your homework. Be really careful. If a site is advertised and it really doesn't tell you who's sponsoring that site, I would avoid it.
0: You know, it's funny. I think with every new convenience, there are new scams. I myself love Zelle. I use it all the time. I think I sent somebody some money yesterday and because it gets there immediately, or if you want money sent to you, it can come immediately. But you just have to be careful that you really know the person personally, not just because they're selling something online. You really have to know them. I have had some safety precautions that Zell has taken. Once when I sent to someone I'd never sent before, they did contact me and check on it. So there was sort of a two-system verification. But I think it's here to stay, these kinds of payment methods. People love them because if they do freelance work, you get paid immediately. It's great for that. But you just have
1: to be very, very, very careful. Absolutely. And yes, they're very convenient sites. They're good to have. Banks wouldn't allow them if they weren't legitimate, right? Helpful to customers. You just have to be careful, as with everything.
0: Right, as with everything. That's so true. So, would you give your fraud a hotline number before we sign off today? Or do you have some good news to share?
1: Actually, I do have a piece of good news. This just came through. Five New York City men were charged in connection with the grandparent mail fraud scheme. Now, even though these people were charged in New York, they were running their scheme all over the country. The thing I loved about this is that these were locals. These were not people that were working from out of the country somewhere. These scammers were local. They were found in New York. They were picked up in New York. They're going to be prosecuted in New York. And apparently, what they would do is pick up UPS and FedEx packages containing thousands of dollars in cash sent by elderly victims who thought that their grandchildren were in trouble, had been arrested. And these scammers were making these fraudulent help on your grandson phone calls, either pretending to be the actual grandchild or the grandchild's attorney. So this scam is ongoing. It's been with us forever. It's probably one of the oldest phone scams around. We're always happy when people get found and picked up for running this scam.
0: Shame on them. Shame on them to be doing that and scaring people that their grandchildren
1: were in trouble. So
0: yes. that is good news, Vicki. And now, would you give your hot hotline number so if people want to get a hold yes. of you, they can do that?
1: Yes, it's area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say that again: 805-568-2442.
0: Thank you so much, Vicki. I can't wait until we're here together again next week so you can give us some warning so we don't get caught off guard. Thank you so much. Uh Bye-bye, Vicki.